One thing you can count on in Texas, hailstorms. We know what they can do to your roof, but what about your windows? Jim takes a call that asks about both. Using epoxy paint when you redo your bathroom. Is it durable? And where are you gonna stick that soaker hose? There are some places you don't need to stick it. All that and more on the Super Podcast from Texas Home Improvement. Here's Jim Dutton. Let's talk with Judy in Plano. How are you today, Judy? Hi, it's good, thank you, and it's nice talking to you. I have a question. Uh, we had a hailstorm. I think it was May the 19th here in Plano, as some of the other areas did too. And two things happen. Um, I am going to have to have a new roof, and good old Arrington Roofing is going to take care of it for me. So I appreciate you recommending them and, and helping us all along the way with that. The other thing is that I have uh, a Lenco Windows. My house was built 25 years ago. And the um, screens are busted with the hailstorms. So I'm going, I call the, I try to get in touch with the Alenco factory and they sold during COVID and they sold to a company called Ply Gym, which is in Bryan, Texas. I've called that Ply Gym uh, number numerous times and you can't talk to anybody. So I was wondering if you could recommend what I'm going to need, who I would need to use to replace those screens. Well, is the frame of the screen still good? It's just the screen itself. The frame is, is still good. It's the it's the screen that has been damaged. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. You don't even need to bother with the the window manufacturer. Okay. Um, if you'll take your frames and go up to uh, Elliot's. Oh, okay. Part, uh, they they have uh, screen materials and. I don't know if they still have it. They used to have a table in the back where they would actually put the screen on the the screen frame and everything and you're ready to take it home oh that's great news okay perfect the other thing jim one other and it kind of goes along with your uh, previous call here um my the brick on the south end of my house it's acme brick uh Uh right by the bedroom window uh there's like um i'm thinking maybe five or six pieces of brick that crumbled okay um how would I need to go about addressing that? Well, if you'll call Lone Star Masonry Repair, uh, okay, especially with an Acme brick, mm-hmm. they'll be able to just pull that brick out, put another one in, and remortar it into place. Lone Star Masonry, and you were talking about them a while ago. Perfect. Yes, sir. yes, ma'am. That's who I was talking with, and you can reach yeah. uh, Lone Star Masonry Repair at eight one seven seven zero nine six eight three four. Perfect. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Have a great weekend. Thank you, too. Bye. Bye. Okay, so Joanne out of Plano sent an email in uh, a couple days ago, and she says, I want to update the bathroom with the beige tan tile, but cannot afford the remodels advertised to be done in one day where they remove the tub and put in a shower. However... I think I could handle a redo if the tile and tub were painted white with the epoxy paint. What are your thoughts on this? Is this something that will be durable and last? Do you have any contractors that you recommend in the Plano, Dallas area? It depends on how long you want it to last. Uh, is it going to last like putting in a, a new tub and shower? No, it's not, it's not going to last like that. 
Is it going to give you uh, quite a few years of good use? Yes, if you treat it right. Uh, when you have a tub and wall recoded that way, you got to be careful what cleaning products you use on it, things like that, because that can mess it up. But beyond that, it's going to look great. And again, depending on how you abuse it, will depend on how long it lasts. A uh, place that you can call is Miracle Method. They've been doing this for decades, and it's a franchise type system. So they got different uh, dealers and franchisers all over the place. Uh, but uh, their application is consistent. So uh, I would give them a call. You can get a price from it, and then you can make the decision if that's the way you want to go or not go with it. So, uh, yeah, that would be the direction I would head. Ray, how can I help you? Yeah, I got a house out here in Mansfield in the uh, expansion joint in front of the garage. You know, that long wood, that, that long strip of wood that goes in between the driveway and the garage. That right. wood's gone. That wood is gone. And uh, is it okay to stick a soaker hose down in there, or, or should I replace the wood or or seal it up with silicone or what is the best thing to do well if you want to go ahead and stick a soaker hose down in there uh, just make sure you keep my number handy because in a couple years you'll need me okay that's not a good idea then i didn't know i was i got a soaker hose around the house and i thought maybe that would help water under there but i wasn't sure so what do you yeah no you you definitely don't want to do that because Concrete acts as a moisture barrier on its own. It'll it'll hold moisture underneath it, and if you if you put the soaker hose right there, it'll overexpand the soil and cause you more problems than than you can shake a stick at. So, what oh, I would okay. recommend, uh, you they do make some uh, expansion joint rubberized materials. It's a caulking type material that you can put in there to fill it. You could put wood back in there. Uh, and there's also a product called Trimaslab, and it comes in a roll, and basically you get it in different widths that you can push down into that gap, and it, it gives you a nice rubberized finish on top, very easy to install, um, and you're done with it. Okay, so you don't want to be, you don't want to water in there. I wasn't sure. I thought maybe it'd be a good spot to throw the hose in because there's already a gap there. It fits perfectly in there. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> yep, yeah. Okay. No, you you don't want to do that. All right, then I just need to seal it up then, I guess, in there, or put the joint yep. back. All right. One, one or the other, yes, help. sir. Okay. You bet. You take care, Ray. You have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. James in Dallas, how can I help you? Well, we've got a situation where we've got a attached garage that on two sides is the house. So the garage, when the garage gets hot, it's like pushing hot heat into the house through those two walls. And so in okay. the attic, the attic is all one big attic. So the question right. is, we've right. got some blown-in insulation in the rest of the house, but they said, well, we don't need it over the top of the garage. Uh, so I'm wondering right. if we need to put some of that. Uh, you said there was a certain kind of insulation called Milo that we could add to the right. existing, or we could put some kind of stuff that has kind of like a very thin sandwich made out of plastic with something in between 
and you put it on the ceiling of the of the attic. Right. Uh, uh, and what, what you're talking about is a uh, radiant barrier, and that right. would be from the the one I always recommend is uh, Energy Q radiant barrier. And basically, it's a multi-layer system with a thermal break in the middle. So, yeah, that that's what I would go with. Because insulation over a garage, as it heats up, it can hold that heat into the evening and be releasing the heat well through the night. The walls that you have between the garage and the house, those should be insulated as well. So you, you really shouldn't be getting a lot of heat coming into the house through those walls. Mm-hmm. The insulation should be enough to handle that. Yeah, I think what it was was probably it has, uh, I mean, I haven't drilled in there, but I'm I'm assuming that it probably just has uh, bats made out of uh, fiberglass. Sure. How how old the house is it? It's a 1982 custom-built house. Okay, then you more than likely have an R13 in the wall. It could be R11, but by 82, a lot of it was already to R13. Uh, so, yeah, if you wanted to, to talk to somebody who could up that insulation and make it more effective and, uh, you know, help with the sound and everything, talk to the folks over at USA Insulation, and uh, they can do that wall and make it more energy efficient. Uh, for the attic insulation... You can talk with Milo insulation, but like I said, I would take a look at the radiant barrier myself. That that's what I did with my own house. Right, and then you could you could uh, if you had the uh, radiant barrier, then you could put it over the garage and over the house to add some to that. Cause Correct. Our, our bills are continually going up, so oh. that would. Hey, the the only thing that doesn't go up is our paychecks. Right. <laughs> yep. Even if you try to make them go up, they're still not as fast as the as the uh, as the uh, type of uh, insul- uh, increases we're having lately, like ten percent. Oh yeah. The time oh, yeah. The, inf- the inflation is just a killer right now. Yeah. All right. Well, I will. Okay. Uh, I'll check on the radiant now, barrier then. All the co- all have. the companies I gave you are are on our website at thipro.com. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great afternoon. Another uh, email that had come in. Rick from Montgomery says, Jim, my home is near Lake Conroe and is a one-story, about 2,380 square foot of living area. It was built in 2003. Ceilings are high in a great room and kitchen and the rest about 10 foot high. That's still high ceilings. I have ceiling fans in nearly every room. I just replaced my AC system less than a year ago with a 5-ton, 16-seer, high-quality unit and had quite a bit of additional insulation blown in the attic. Everyone that works in my attic says it's the hottest attic they have ever been in. I have continuous soffits and ridge vents. Unit still runs almost constantly in the summer, set on 76 degrees. What would be the most cost-effective solution, in your opinion? Well, the first question I have is, check the openings. I mean, you may have soffit and you may have ridge vents, but check make sure the openings are there. Uh, what can happen in the soffit vents, if you have insulation added, it can get in over the vents 
and it blocks the airflow. On the same token, on the attic or on the uh, ridge vents, just because they put them doesn't mean they cut the slots out. So go up in your attic and see if you're seeing daylight up there on the ridge. If you're not, the slits aren't there and there's no place for the heat to exit. I will bet you money it's going to be one of those two problems. So let's check that out first. Then beyond that, what I would look at doing is a radiant barrier laying on the attic floor. And what that does is keep the heat that does get in the attic from going into your insulation and into the house. But if your attic truly is hotter than all, what all these people are saying that they've seen before, I, I'll guarantee you it's going to be either in the ridge vent or the soffits. One of them is not open and letting the air flow properly. So hope that helps you out. And that goes for everybody everywhere. It doesn't matter uh, what what uh, part of the country you live in. You've got to have good airflow in the attic. Kate in Grand Prairie says, Hello, I listen every Saturday and never miss a show. Have a small kitchen remodel. Budget, basically, I need a new floor. Currently has tile. I would like wood-look vinyl planks. I also need the existing cabinets removed and replaced with simple cabinets. Then I need a countertop. I do not need appliances. This is not a luxury job, and I have a small budget, but it is something you think you can refer me to. Also, I was wondering if you thought it, it would be okay to lay vinyl plank flooring over the existing tile. This is smooth and not broken, just ugly from 1986. Thank you. Well, you know, a, a lot of kitchen remodel jobs are that way, but you can reuse your existing appliances. Uh, when a remodeling contractor comes in, that's not what he's looking for. What what he's looking for is to do the cabinets and the the you know the all the work of that nature. They typically don't make any money on on doing the appliances and stuff. In fact, they'll most of the time refer you to go to the appliance store, pick out what you want because appliances are typically a standard size. So uh, I would not get lost or worried about that in the least. Uh, as far as somebody who can do it, um, let's see, you're in Grand Prairie, uh, Shelton Construction. Now, they do a lot of remodeling, and uh, they can definitely come in and, and do a, a remodeling job like that. So uh, give Shelton Construction a call, and uh, they'll get you taken care of. You can reach them at 817-423-7302. Marge in Plano, how can I help you today? Well, we have a, a room that we added on years ago, like a sunroom. But the outside on the bottom, towards the bottom, there's about a foot of, I don't know what kind of material they use. It's not wood, and it's not sheetrock. But it's all cracked and coming coming off, and we don't know how to fix it. And you're saying it's on the siding? Yeah, it's part of the siding. So it's outside. Okay. So is it... Uh is the siding where it's a lap siding where it's pieces down at the bottom uh or is it like full four by eight sheets on the wall no it's only about a foot high from the ground and then the windows okay so not very much but it looks like the rain even that's it we don't know what what caused that okay i tell you i'm i'm thinking it may be masonite possibly and uh yeah uh let me give you somebody to call 
Uh, call Mike McDonald Mike. at Amazing Exteriors okay. at 469 469- Seven four four nine one two five. Will he be there today? Uh, well, this I just gave you his cell phone, so oh. uh, unless he's out of town, yeah, he'd be available. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You bet. Take care. Thanks for joining us for the Super Podcast of Texas Home Improvement. Jim has lots more on YouTube, on the TV show, and at thipro.com. Have a good one. We'll see you next time.